Today's lesson comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 19. It says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, To fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there. So they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Let us pray. Isaiah 53, 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes we are healed. Now, Jesus had a clear view of his mission. To drink the cup of God's wrath for your sins and for mine. 1 Timothy 1.15 says, Jesus came into this world to save sinners and remained until his task was finished. In Luke 22, Jesus said, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, but not my will, but your will be done. Jesus' struggle in the Garden of Gethsemane was the point at which he fully surrendered his heart and his will to his Father. And now, on that cross, the cup of God's wrath, having been drained to the dregs, Jesus proclaimed, it is finished. Now, the Greek word for to complete or to finish is the word telos. And it appears here in John 19.30 in the perfect tense. And the word is telestai. It has been completed and it is still complete today. In other words, the debt for our sin has been satisfied once and for all. The moment Jesus died, for those who have eyes to see, the world became a different place. Heaven had powerfully broken into our world, and life everlasting had begun. Now, you don't have to fully understand the atonement or the cross or salvation or all these different theological things in order to be saved. You simply have to choose to believe God's word. Romans 10.10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. When Jesus cried, it is finished, it meant for those who believe in him, our salvation was complete. In some incomprehensible way, on that cross, God laid all of our sins upon his son, Jesus Christ. And then God took Christ's perfect righteousness and he laid it upon all of those who would believe in Jesus. And my friend, you can add nothing to it and there's no further obligation that is over. All you can do is choose to accept it or reject it. Secondly, when Jesus cried and is finished, the fulfillment of both the priesthood of Aaron and the priesthood of Melchizedek were now completely accomplished. Meaning that there is no further need for a temple. No further need for sacrifices. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? That God's Spirit now lives in you. And Jesus Christ made that once and for all perfect sacrifice for the whole world through his body. Paul said in Philippians 2.7, Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but humbled himself, being made in human likeness and becoming obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore, 
God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. But my friends, while Jesus Christ's work is finished, ours is not. Jesus Christ lived and died so that God's love might be made manifest in this world. But as long as there remains a single human heart unwarmed with the love of Jesus Christ, our work is simply not finished. We are to be Christ's ambassadors that bring lights into our dark world. And we do that by living in obedience to Jesus Christ and his word. As Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ Jesus it is no longer I who live, but Christ Jesus who now lives through me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. So my friends, are you willing to surrender your heart and will to Jesus Christ, just like Jesus surrendered it to his Father, that through your life God might achieve his purposes? Scripture says in Christ Jesus, you have been made holy. And that God's love is now becoming a living force in each and every Christian. And as you practice God's love, what you discover is that it will grow in you. But if you don't practice that love, it will wither. But understand something. When God's love in you is stronger than another person's malice, God's love has the power to trans that, transform that person's heart through you. When Jesus said it is finished, a four-inch thick curtain that was separated the holy place from the holy of holies was torn in two from top to bottom, meaning that the, our broken relation with God had now been restored. And my friends, you can step into the very throne room of God Anytime you want to. You don't need a priest to intercede for you. You don't need anybody because we have the great mediator, Jesus Christ. And because of Jesus, you can now come into the very presence of God anytime you want. And you need to understand something. When you choose to do that, you literally bring joy into our Father's heart. Because in those moments when you choose to be in prayer, in those moments when you choose just to be with our Lord, in those moments... You're telling the Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, that you would rather be with Him than anywhere else or with anyone else. My friends, if you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much they make of the thought of being God's beloved child and having God as a Heavenly Father. You see, if that reality doesn't prompt a joy and an awe in your heart and your life. If that reality doesn't control your worship and your prayers and your outlook on life, you simply don't understand Christianity at all. My friends, everything that Jesus taught, everything that is distinctively Christian as opposed to the Jewish or to Muslim is summed up in how one understands the fatherhood of God. You see, Jesus, or excuse me, Jews won't even mention God's proper name. 
It's too holy. And Muslims don't even believe God is knowable. He's too holy. But in Jesus Christ, God has made you holy. And God has brought you into his family where you can now address a holy God, the creator of heaven and earth, as our Father, as Daddy. Because through Jesus Christ, we are now the beloved children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And all the blessings of heaven are now ours. And through faith, you can begin to enjoy those blessings even now. In Jesus Christ, everything is finished, completed, and accomplished. It is telesta. My friends, your debt has been paid in full, now and forevermore. Amen. My friends, know that you are the beloved child of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And may you bring joy to his heart as you enter into holy of holies, into the very throne of God many, many times, each and every day, just to let God know how precious he is to your heart. And may that very God of grace sanctify you all holy and preserve you all blameless under the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.